straight out of Austin, Texas. It's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, Statesman Sports Columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 302, brought to you by Hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light. I'm Cedric Golden, joined by Taylor's favorite duck. That is Kirk Ray Bowles, looking dapper in his light blue today. Uh, that's for the video audience. Duck, we're in the dog days of summer. Not a lot going on in the sports world. Um, college baseball is going on, but thank God for the SEC and the Texas Longhorns entering their final year in the Big 12. In my opinion, Big Dog, they got to win it this year, or we need to just stop talking about them winning anything. One last chance. I mean, it's hard to believe they've won, what is it, three titles? Mm-hmm. Oh, and what is this, 28 years? So, you know, and they won the first one, 96. They it's like, one, it's like one a decade. John Makovic shocked Nebraska, and Nebraska was headed to the national championship game, and then uh, roll left came about, and uh, Texas won it. So it'd be very symmetrical for Texas to bookend Big 12 titles. Well, I just got back from Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and uh, for all of you gamblers out there, it didn't go well for your boy, but uh, thank thank goodness that Beverly Golden took care of a couple of slot machines, kept us in the mix. Um, you put it all in on Texas this fall? That's that's what I was getting around to. I saw the futures. I saw the horns are at like nine and a half wins over under for the regular season. I saw a 10-foot pole, and I still didn't use it to touch that bet because Texas, they can win 10 games, Doug, or they can win eight games again. Well, anybody can. I mean, where's your faith, though? I mean, Faith? faith What does faith have to do with money? Either you think it's going to happen or you don't. Or you you think they're going to win nine nine or less. You're going nine or less. Right now, I got them at nine and three, Doug. Who are they going to lose to? Which will be good enough to get them into the Big 12 championship game. That's what they want. Will it? Yeah. <clears throat> think they're going to be on you think there's going to be an 11 and 1 and a 10 and 2 in that conference? Could be 10, two 10 and 2s. Who who besides Texas? Well, K-State will probably be the co-favorite, I would think. Uh with them coming back, I think they got their offensive line back and uh they well, didn't get, they don't have Deuce Vaughn back. Well, how, well, a lot of teams don't have their stars back. If you don't pick K State, who are you going to pick? I mean, do you pick Oklahoma? No, team that lost forty nine nothing to the. Home? I don't believe in OU. I don't. I don't know that Brent Venables makes it to the SEC in twenty twenty four. So, what's the main reservation you have on this Texas team, other than the last twenty years? Haven't done it. They haven't done it. The history. You're first, time, history. first time for everything. Uh, Sark hasn't done it well, as, a coach, as a coach. So I'm not, am I saying they're not going to break through that door? No, I'm not saying it. But the first thing I'll say is they lost uh, a generational talent in B. John Robinson. Mm-hmm. And we can't just assume 
that 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 Jadon Blue and, and and who's a kid from Hallettsville? Cedric Baxter, Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Brooks, and Keelan. We well, can't that's... assume that they're just going to step in there and give them two thousand yards, on you know, of offense, Duck, and that great leadership. I might add, Ocarina. And uh, losing B. John Robinson, we haven't written about it as much as probably we could have, but it's probably something that we're gonna gonna address when we're at the uh, Big Twelve Media Days in Arlington in three or four weeks. But um, that's 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 a that's a pivotal reason for me turnover, um, losing that institutional knowledge on defense. Losing uh, Cook, Snacks, uh, Agent Zero. Those are some big losses over there. And you can't just replace those guys overnight. And it was cool that we had Sark on to address that 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 such thing. And and um, for those of you who uh, weren't there, uh, didn't listen to that, here's what Sark had to say about that defense. How excited are you about this challenge on defense? I mean, you lost so much institutional knowledge and and talent. DeMarvion Overshawn, Snacks Colburn, Moro Ojimo, Ovi, Anthony Cook, Deshaun Jameson, do return Jalen Ford, who I think is the best linebacker in the country. Um, it all starts with those big dogs, Byron Murphy, yeah. Sweat, and Alfred Collins, who we've been waiting on since yeah. he had a great Alamo Bowl his freshman year, and we're waiting on him to put it all together. How important are those three guys? Because they're the you're they're your three most experienced guys coming back. Well, they really are. Um, and I think they all wanted more a year ago or the last couple of years, and and that was part of the rotation that was there. And so now here it is, you know, and and now here's your opportunity, Byron Murphy, to be that guy, right? Here's your opportunity, Tavondre Sweat, to be that guy. Here's your opportunity, Alfred Collins. Here's your opportunity, uh, Vernon Broughton. Oh, yeah. um, and, and then, you know, the addition of Trill Carter from Minnesota, who's a very experienced player as well. So I do think we're going to be good inside. I think we're going to be disruptive. Uh, but but again, we lost some good players, and that, that and I, I agree with you. I mean, what what Coburn was, what what Ojimo was, what Demo was, kind of to that to that front. But that's part of the growth, and that's part of recruiting, and that's why you have to keep re- replenishing that you know the kind of that the cupboards there with with quality people and quality players. And I and I think that we've done that, and I think guys now are maturing into a spot to when it's their time to play and they're not getting forced in early in their career, but they're, they're kind of ready to play and and ready to take that next step to be, I think the dominant players that, that we all think they can be. I like how he called them out. I like how he called out um, Vernon broad. I like how he called out Alfred Collins. I like how he called out the young freshman, Anthony Hill. Those are people that are going to have to be not, above average stuff, but really, really good if they're going to win a Big 12 title this season. I just, I don't know. I feel like you're a glass, a tenth full. I, I just, you know. you're. you're looking- see, I, I, don't, I don't bring that haterade. Don't I, bring that haterade on second thought, Duck. You want me. See, here's here's what you do. Here's what well, you do, Duck. What do I do? You try to, you try to put, put baby in a corner. Is what you try to do. You put yourself in the corner. Ain't gonna be corner. no dirty dancing today, Duck. You put yourself in the corner. I didn't put myself in the corner. I'm coming with real issues. All for you real mentioned all season. 
All you mentioned was their warts. It's like they're the only team with warts and lost people. Do you want to look at who TCU lost? You know, Quentin Johnston, Max Duggan, Kendra Miller. I mean, just go down the list of all. I didn't the pick stuff. TCU. I didn't well, pick I mean, yeah, I, I'll give you, I'll give you an idea. This is how down, at least on paper, the Big Twelve is. Can you name a, a preseason all-conference player who's not on the Longhorns? I can't. I can't go. Will Howard? There's no star power. There's no all the star power is. It's going to be developed. Some people. I mean, a lot Dylan of guys got drafted. A lot, a lot of guys got drafted. A lot of good players got drafted. A lot of running backs are gone. I mean, you Bruce, mentioned Deuce Vaughn and yes. you know Bijan and, and Roshan, Kendra Miller. I mean, you know Richard Reese from Baylor. Uh, what was the guy's name? What was his name? Dean? What I mean, what was his name? Devin Devin Neal from mm-hmm. Kansas? He's like, maybe he's an all-conference back. I, I got an Athlon magazine a couple weeks ago before I went to Destin, Florida. And they did their ratings for you know every position, quarterback, running back, tight end, go down the list. Texas, they had Texas number one in every category. Everyone. They were number one. So if they don't win, like I wrote a nine things this week, eh, I guess it's coaching. If you got the best talent at every position, you know. When is the last time anyone won anything on paper? Uh, well, we like the different nuggets. They look pretty good on paper. So I don't know. You know, it, they still got to do it. We got to do it. And as far as that goes, do you think Sark is legitimately on the hot seat? In 2023, no, I do not. Okay, they do you see any way he wouldn't come back for 24? I do well, five and seven, but okay. they're not going, but they're not going to go five and seven. Um, but here's, six, uh, here's, here's thing here's something I know about our good friend Chris Del Conte, who duck uh last week's podcast. I, I, was, I got several emails and tweets, people really. Really like what CDC is putting down and how, and and our chemistry with him when we're talking. You can tell it's three guys that enjoy being around each other, even though there will be fights. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna have some disagreements, but because he showed off his hairy legs, so I don't he know. Showed off his hairy legs, and that's why he put it on video. But uh, the one thing that I'll say about CDC is he never gets caught unprepared. He's always a couple of steps ahead. CDC already has a list of guys. Have to. You might have to reach out to if Sark doesn't bring it. I don't think Sark's gonna gonna soil the bed this this season. I really think they're gonna be as good as we think. Now, do I think they're gonna be ten and two, eleven and one? No, I just, I, I'm. I'm you, just, you think they're gonna win eight or nine? No, I think they're gonna. No, I really believe they're gonna win nine. I, I, I wouldn't. But eight. You no. pick, are you picking them to win the Big Twelve like I am? Uh, leaning, yeah, leaning toward it because the big, the best team should be picked to win the Big Twelve, and and they have the best team. Right? Uh, will they figure it out? How many thirty-one seventeen leads did they blow last year, Doug? So that's when those are the kind of things that just cannot happen if you're going to win the league. I mean, uh, uh, I give B. John Robinson grace because he fumbled at Texas Tech, and I don't know if he ever fumbled again. I think that yeah. was an outlier. He doesn't fumble, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, but B. John Robinson had enough skin on the wall where you can go, okay, I'm some, 
it happened, but it's Bijan. They, they wouldn't have won four games without Bijan Robinson. So uh, I'm going to pick them to win the Big 12 because they're the best team. Uh, do I think they're going to be 11 and 1? That's. They Maybe. always figure out. They always figure out how to w- lose a game that they shouldn't lose. And ten and two won't shock me, Duck. But uh, eleven and one would surprise me. It would. Yeah, you'd have them losing to Alabama. You'd pick them to beat OU since they destroyed them forty nine to nothing. The two biggest sins of Steve Sarkeesian last year, in my opinion, not giving the ball enough to be John Robinson, especially TCU game twelve carries. They had a field goal as their only offensive points. The second was sticking with Quinn Ewers through thick and thin and not going to Hudson Card at Oklahoma State. You were at the Oklahoma State game. 19 um, out of 49, Doug. 19 out of 49. TCU game, you know, he could have gone to Hudson Card. But there were two or three games, you know, where, you know, he could have gone to Hudson Card. All they need to do is win one more game because they beat Kansas State and they would have been in the Big 12 title game. So I the margin – wasn't that big? So a very proven Hudson Card who saved their bacon at Texas Tech until Bijan fumbled. Hudson, yeah. Hudson Card, um, you know, he where's he now? Purdue, don't be the starter. Hudson Card uh, may not have known it at the time, but he set the table for for other teams to approach him because they knew he wasn't going to be starting at Texas, and he 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 um you know whatever the word is. He put his his tape out there, you know, mm-hmm. and and what it what happened was he ended up in a nice place. Yeah, so you know, I, I believe that Malik Willis is a quality quarterback. It's a small sample size duck, but if he gets if if Quinn gets hurt or gets in trouble, I'll be really interested to see what happens with Malik Willis because I don't think they're going they're going to want to play the kid. And maybe they maybe they'll blow out enough opponents where um, Arch Manning will get a, get a, get a few snaps. I don't think he gets any snap. I think Malik Murphy is the backup, and Malik Murphy will get snaps and needs to get snaps because he's got to have him ready if something happens at Alabama like it did last year. Let me ask you, you this: Yeah, how many games does Malik Willis start this year, Doc? Oh boy, that's always tough. I wouldn't be shocked if he if he started one or two, but I think he needs to play in five or six. You know, you got to play him against Rice. You got to play him against Wyoming, and that's one thing. You know, Fred Akers would do occasionally. He'd put him in in the first half and put him in when the bullets are flying. You know, when the when the action's hot. The and biggest. So, the biggest. I don't know if we'll see Arch Arch get on the field, but Malik Murphy should. Did I say Willis? Yeah. Stupid. I didn't know it. Um, Malik Murphy, I'm sorry. But he's, you know, here's Malik the, Murphy's a talent. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think mm-hmm. that um, the biggest failing of Mac Brown was playing Colt McCoy too much his senior year when they were blowing people out, right. when he could have given, get, gotten Garrett Gilbert some meaningful reps yeah, just to. in case. Yeah. Just in case, and 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 he didn't. And you know, I talked to Colt um, over the weekend at his camp, and he ready for his 14th season in good spirits. But I'll never forget the look on Garrett Gilbert's face. Bob Baloo, one of our favorites, friend of the podcast, right? A CBS um, um, sports um, sports editor, sports broadcaster. 
He told, he asked Garrett Gilbert on media day in 2010 at the Rose Bowl, have you given any thought to what happens if Colt gets hurt? Mm -hmm. And Garrett Gilbert looked at Bob and he goes, <laughs> he chuckled. Mm -hmm. Freshman. Yeah. Chuckled and he goes, well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. But you, it's more than hope. Hope ain't a plan. He wasn't ready. Open the strategy. And like okay. Hudson Card started three games after he got hurt, when yours got hurt. He won two of them. Could have won Texas Tech if Bijan didn't have that rare fumble in overtime. Could have beaten Alabama and gone four and zero if Ryan Watts sacks Bryce Young, or they missed the field goal uh, at the end of the game. So Hudson Card was this close to going four and zero as a starter, but he trusted a, a erratic, inexperienced Quinn Ewers over Hudson Card. So you got to trust your talent, and it's your obligation to give them the best chance to win so sec schedule uh came out last week uh what were your initial thoughts from that which was a huge huge show it gathered a lot of interest so uh you like texas schedule yeah i do uh i think they kind of got got off a lot easier than uh, than i thought i was watching um <clears throat> i was watching a paul feinbaum show and you know that's another friend of the podcast we both been over, been on there in the last three weeks. Um, someone on the show goes, I think OU got thrown into a an inferno, and and someone just drew Texas a nice warm bath. No, I disagree with that. Oh, I mean, look at look at Texas hosts Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Kentucky team that's on the rise, uh, and then they go to A and M, they go to Arkansas. They do go to Vandy and Mississippi State, and they go to Michigan. That's one of the toughest schedules in school history. A tough schedule, Doug. Whereas Oklahoma. But here's the thing: we know that the SEC, and we'll get to you in a minute. We know the SEC is a minefield. Mm -hmm. If you know you're playing Georgia, Florida, and Kentucky, the fact that you get them at the house, it's great. That's yeah, great. Boy, no guarantees. It's great, but that that trip to the big house is a big one and that is not that's not that's not michigan from 10 years ago when harbaugh just was trying to figure it out now that's this is michigan with with real championship aspirations every year now great wins over buckeyes yeah yeah it's michigan that just figured out how to beat ohio state yeah. and so yeah. it's a rough schedule it's navigable because yes. they're playing at the house with their yes. best games and they're not afraid of aggie they're not afraid of Aggie. They beat an Aggie in College Station. That's not a big deal to them. Um, it, but it is the kind of schedule I look at it and I go, well, if they go eight and four, no one's going to say anything. No, you really expect them to go to the big house and win. Yeah, you really expect them to beat Kirby Smart here. Florida, like Florida, not worried, not worried. Florida, not down. worried today. Up and down, Florida. Don't up and down. Florida. Billy Napier is a good coach. Napier is a really good coach, and he's saying all the right things. Billy's saying all the right things, but uh, not as worried about Florida at the house. More worried about the big house. We're more worried about Ann Arbor and Kirby Smart coming in here on a on on a real heater as a head coach. And you forget the trip to Fayetteville. How'd that last trip go? 
that's a Super Bowl for the Razorbacks. Is it? So. Is it? Yeah. I think it's always it's a Super Bowl for the fans, and you know what the oh, fans for the are, team, no yeah. for the team. People don't. These kids don't care. Oh their my parents, god! Their parents never. Those parents. It's their grandparents that care. Oh, it's in their twenty twenty three, and these kids don't know anything about. They've heard about the rivalry. You got to remember, a lot of these kids, a lot of the kids from Arkansas aren't from Arkansas, so mm-hmm. they they hear that, and everybody hates Texas anyway. So that's going to be enough to get them through. But but you know, that's 50, Texas. Fifty four years. Their number one rival said they 60, haven't played in sixty four years since they played a meaningful game. Doug, stop. Sixty four oh. years. Stop. Well, stop. I totally disagree with you. And you're falling into the same trap I Warren Sarkeesian. Like you're going into a buzzsaw. You haven't played Arkansas, but a couple times in twenty five years, and they're still your number one rival. And uh, if you Polled a hundred Arkansas fans. Yeah, I bet you ninety-eight of them would see Texas as their number one rival. I mean, it's it's their Super Bowl. Even though you haven't been in the same conference with them, that and shows you. That shows you the depth of the rivalry. It's the Southwest Conference. So um, um, it's it's a crusade over there. Okay. Uh, well, well, all right, big dog. So you 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 know, well, of course they're not playing them this year. I'm Mister Mister Eleven and One. I was like, are you? You're gonna pick them in Fayetteville, big dog, because I'm I'm wondering about that. Well, that's you're way putting that cart in front of the horse. I'm telling you, let's let's just wait and see. So, or you may have brought up Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. They're hosting Alabama. They get the big dogs, and they host Tennessee with Josh Heupel coming back, and then they go to LSU, go to Auburn, and they get Missouri and I think Miss, Mississippi, but. You get Alabama, you know, that's pretty damn scary. And the probably the ones with the best, easiest, it's all relative record, is those who Alabama doesn't play. And the Aggies don't play Alabama. Neither does Florida, neither does Arkansas. I don't, do the Aggies even play Georgia, though? Uh, uh, the Aggies, uh, they don't play Georgia. They host uh, LSU and uh, Mississippi. Oh, they host LSU, Texas, and Arkansas, and they go to Florida and Auburn. Arkansas is a, yeah. it's a Jerry World, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think it is. I don't know how many more years and if they'll switch that or not. But, but and I talked to Ross Bork, the AM Athletic Director, Tuesday about when the dates will be released. And he said he hears in August, maybe September, so that we'll know if Aggie Texas game is on Thanksgiving week, which I sure hope it's it not- is. Let's let's not over let's not overdo this. Do what? Let's let's not get to let's let's not get away from what college football is all about. Which is rivalry. They don't need to be playing Aggie in September. Nobody I mean, I'm glad that they're getting busy again. I can't wait. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna pull a Randy Riggs and I'm gonna get there five hours before kickoff. You should but leave now. Yeah, I wanna leave right now. Put that game on Thanksgiving weekend. I mean Let's let's get back to what what's really important about college football. Thanksgiving weekend hasn't been sexy since 2011. It hasn't, yeah. and it hasn't. hasn't been as sexy for college football because they've deferred to the NFL on Thanksgiving. I think maybe the Egg Bowl, maybe Thanksgiving night, maybe. Uh, by and large, that's an NFL. Isn't it a triple header now? Yeah. See, the NFL added that third game. See, yeah. They want they want they want Thanksgiving to be theirs and college football, Friday, right Friday. Friday, 
Friday Saturday is wonderful. And I I want that game back. And it's it needs to be back because it's it's part of the fabric of what makes college football great. Yeah. And I so, love I love when they had the reveal, Cedric, and I asked they got Del Conte on the phone. I said when do you want to play him? He said, I don't care. We'll play him on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday. He just went right down the week, which is the old Longhorn Swagger has been missing, you know, from Texas. So I asked Ross Bork uh, Tuesday, who do you, when do you want to play? You want to play Thanksgiving? He said, eh, whatever works out the best. So he's. Uh, See, that's the thing. And, and I, and depending on who you ask, I mean, tech, Del Conte reached out, wanted to play him two or three years ago. And I know. When uh, I think it was Miami that wanted to move, was it one of those Miami or Ohio State wanted to move a game? I think yeah. it was Ohio State wanted to move a game, and and CDC reached out, and they didn't want to do it. And yeah, they're in the SEC for whatever reason. They're in the SEC, and that's not that's not. I mean, Texas is an Abilene Christian, and they they've had some heavy. Right, they got well, hold on, let me let me let me. I'm talking about football. I'm not talking about basketball. You know, because mm-hmm. Abilene Christian beat Texas mm-hmm. in basketball. But, um, but they've had tough games too. They got Miami. Uh, remember a couple years ago they had Clemson. Remember they've had like three games against number one teams in the year. Clemson, I think Georgia and Alabama. So you know they play one heavyweight too. But boy, it'd be great to see it Thanksgiving week. I think it might be. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. And I do too. Not not that they're not that they know they're playing each other. Let's let's dispense with any pretense and mm-hmm. don't waste don't waste that game in October. Yeah, Texas is already playing OU in October. That gives us something to look forward to. Uh, they get Michigan mm-hmm. in September. <laughs> you get yeah. OU in October, and yeah. you get Aggie in November. I think that would be wonderful. And then you and get then, the Big Twelve Championship game in December. Yeah. And then after, after Michigan year in twenty three, they get Ohio State back and forth in twenty four and twenty five. Home went away, and then Michigan again. They come to Austin. You know, and uh, after that. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a thing of beauty. So, speaking of the Big 12, you know, Brett Yormark has talked about expansion. You know, we've reached out to him to get him on the podcast, but he's ducking us, so he doesn't want to talk. I guess anybody re- that even covers Texas, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Do you think it's going to survive and be here in 10 years, Cedric, the Big 12? 10, I don't know. Five. I think yes, five, ten. Yeah, I don't know. The super conferences are coming, man. You think the you think the SEC is done with sixteen? The SEC is going to be a twenty team conference. God, I hope not. It's going to be a twenty team conference. the The Big Ten and the SEC are the big dogs, and what I believe Doug, is the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve are going to have to fight it out to see who who survives to be that third conference. Um, the Pac-12 losing USC and UCLA is that, that's a kill shot, and I think Oregon's not far behind. That's a kill shot, though. That's a kill. Yeah, shot. I don't know. I don't. You know, if they wanted Oregon and Washington, why wouldn't they already take them? I don't know if they just think they want to wait and see how this works out. I guess with USC and UCLA, well, if the SEC expands again, and you know, poaches yeah. an ACC team or two, which. Yeah. Is, very possible. I mean, you got some good programs. What if if Clemson bails? Yeah. Oh yeah. Then, I'm not then, saying. I'm just saying oh, they're, they're right there smack dab in SEC country anyway. So if Clemson bailed, and then you have to go. Okay, 
uh, Pac-12, you got to get busy because you don't really have a – besides Oregon, who do you have over there in football? But Utah and coming on is Washington. That's it. That's it. Washington, maybe. You know, Washington look good in the bowl game. But you you lose you lose two teams from California, and then Stanford's in a rebuilding phase. David Shaw's oh, coming. So when you lose two teams from California, the biggest state in the contiguous US, then then you gotta you gotta figure out a way. And if you're the Pac 12, you gotta who do you bring aboard? That's mm-hmm. that's the question. Do you try to poach Texas Tech and set up some set up some games at those Arizona schools and Utah? I mean, travel wise, that's an easy call for Tech. But the mm-hmm. question is, is the Big Twelve going to try to add a couple of more schools? Um, does Memphis make sense for the Big Twelve? That's a pretty good football program, Duck, and that's a nice that's a nice TV market. Does Memphis make sense for the Big Twelve? I mean, there are other schools out there that the Big Twelve might try to engage i just don't know how many eyeballs of memphis would bring uh i know your marks talked to arizona and colorado and has had uh feeders from them uh i really think what should have happened and you mentioned clemson and there's also florida state and the acc their grant of rights is through 2036 so they're locked into this tv deal that's an albatross and that that's a grant of rights of 20 years trying to get out of that huh they're going to have their lawyers going to, the lawyers probably looking at that right now. Oh, absolutely. It's going to cost a pretty penny to get out from under that. Uh, what I think they should do is the Pac 12, the Big 12, and the ACC should somehow merge into two conferences. And then we have four major conferences. And uh, half the Big 12 goes to the ACC, maybe half goes to the Pac 12. And, and see, if you had 16, in each conference, you know, then you have 64 of the best programs. And those are the ones the fans want to see on TV anyway. Mm-hmm. So I would see. Well, that's some rough travel. That's some rough travel from coast to coast. If you're an ACC school going over, having to travel all the way across country. No, to- they would just go to the Texas schools or the Midwest. Um, so you're saying, so you're saying like the ACC schools would go, uh, they would, they would try to poach TCU. Yeah, Houston, Texas State. Tech, yeah, Oklahoma State, and then Texas, 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 Texas Tech would have to go to the Pac-12 because they're on sure. the they're 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 on the extreme west side. I just think the- four conferences make a lot more sense, and I don't want to see a twenty-four team SEC and a twenty-four team Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten, because those aren't really conferences. You don't really play each other that much. You would end up with if you had twenty-four, you'd probably end up with two twelve team divisions, and you might barely play the teams in the other. I'd just like to see some semblance of a a more democratic situation and have four super conferences instead of just two. I think that would be healthier. Otherwise, you're going to bankrupt a lot of these athletic programs, and you're going to see the Olympic sports get dropped, a whole lot of other sports and coaching staffs dismantled. I'd hate to see that. And it's going to come down to the big, the big football programs. They they're going to survive whatever happens, for well, sure. But if you look at a team, a uh, school like Kansas, which relies very heavily on basketball yeah. and yeah. big and Big Twelve football money, um, you wonder how how Kansas would survive this. Uh, they don't have a T Boone Pickens Foundation funneling money to them. So it's um, you know, as great as they are in hoops, even Baylor, Doc, even Baylor. Trying mm-hmm. to build it in football, really great basketball school. 
but it's it's what happens in football and that's you know they don't they don't have 100,000 seat stadiums that that's revenue that is revenue 90,000 people coming to a longhorn game playing a minimum of 80 bucks six was that like yeah, 7 million dollars yeah they're paying more for than that yeah but but you're right there are a lot of them like a Boston College a Syracuse uh uh you know, Washington State, Oregon State, those are the types of programs that could get left behind. And so it's just going to be fascinating to watch, uh, you know, in these next five years. Hey, before we go, I know we only got a few minutes left. Bradley Beal going to the Suns, does that make them a, a, a power team in the West? They make them fun to watch, but they don't have a bench yet. It's, it's early, Doug. They're going to have to pick up a couple of free agents, yeah, a couple of guys that solidify that bench because you – you know Kevin Durant's not going to play heavy minutes. He's he's gotten old. He's gotten old, and uh, Bradley Bill's in his thirties, and uh, Devin Booker's a young buck. But they, yeah, they they need they need like three or four more proven uh, bodies, some PJ Tucker types uh, to come in and solidify um, that bench because um, they just don't have enough. I mean, the Lakers show the Lakers were are deeper, but even the Lakers broke down at the end, so they need some help on the bench. Yeah, they've got very little depth. I look at the, those top three players with the build trade. Uh, the Suns owe them eight hundred one million dollars over the life of them. So you got to have a lot of players working at the veteran minimum. Uh, last thing, Dak Prescott ranked number ninth in NFL quarterbacks. Too high, too low, or is that about right? Got him at right. I got him at ten. I think Kirk Cousins is better. People don't like Kirk Cousins, but right now he's better than Dak. Um, there are guys that didn't make that list. Like, um, I think Geno Smith might be better than Dak right now. Jared wow. Goff threw one t- threw one interception over the last seven or eight games. Those guys played better than Dak. Are they better? I'm not sure. But that's not I, the I, same guy, is he? He's not the same quarterback. Not since that surgery. He's not running around like he used to. He's not making plays off schedule. They had Aaron Rodgers, I think, at seven. Okay, yeah. Okay, he's old. But yeah. we, we can't agree that it's Mahomes – it's Mahomes, it's um, Joe Burrow, it's Josh Allen. Right. Those, those three guys are great. And I, and I love me some um, Justin Herbert as well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just great with the young, great quarterbacks all over the place. So, well, hey, let's, let's put a bow on this. Uh, I'm on vacation the next two weeks. Oh, uh, man, he's getting out of here. Where are you going, big dog? Where are you going? I'm going to go down to the beach, take the fam to the beach and see if I can get a nice, good sunburn. And uh, and have fun with the grandsons, uh, Brewer and uh, Ford. So uh, so we won't be doing the podcast for the next couple of weeks. And then we got Big 12 Media Days, and I'm going to the SEC Media Days with Thomas Jones. So we're going we'll to reconvene. We're going to reconvene in three weeks. And by the time we reconvene, it's going to it's basically going to be football season, Doc. It'll be upon us. It'll be upon us. It's going to be upon us. That will do it for episode 302 of On Second Thought. As usual, we so appreciate you guys hanging out with us from week to week. We are the best sports podcast in the state of Texas, and I don't care what anyone says. Sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes it hurts. But we will be back in three weeks. Duck, be safe on vacation, and I will see you when you get back, brother. Be safe, guys. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.